0: doing, this is rhetorical format, but I'm going to pretend that you're having a good day, and if not, then your day is going to get better. Um, in the background, you might be hearing um, bells, that's the birds, and chewing or squeaking, which is my dog. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's just how life is. I can control no one. Um, yeah. So today's episode, if you follow my Facebook or have eyes, you know what it is, but probably not where it is, so you'll wait for that, etc. Um, I really don't have much to say for my intro, so I'm trying to draw it out because I know damn well that this is going to be a shorter episode this week and don't want it to be less than 30 minutes, but I'm out of ramble, so let's get started. Um... The first is kind of a legend, or the legends, um, so n- not directly related to this particular island, but mysteriously associated with the events that happened here 60 years ago. The, uh, the legend of La Llorona was born in Quemanco. Kue- One of the docks from where you can embark on a gondola that will take you to the Island of Dolls. Locals say that a woman used to live close by along with her children. They lived happily until one day when the woman fell madly in love with a man who didn't want children. Mad with passion and longing, the woman did something abominable. She drowned her children so that she would be free to be with the man that she loved. Unfortunately, her sacrifice and despicable crime were in vain. The man rejected her. Destroyed by what she had done, the woman committed suicide by drowning herself, but her crime was so heinous and unspeakable that she would not find rest. The locals will tell you that they can still hear her crying and weeping in the night, calling her children. And I will say, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm really bad at other... Languages. Um, yeah, <laughs> so I'm sorry if I butcher it. I don't mean to, I'm just really bad at life. Um, the second legend, which applies directly to this particular island, um, is The Girl in the Canal. Heartbreak seems to be the fuel that powers the strange happenings near Mexico City. In 1950, a man named Don Julian Santana retreated to the Island of the Dolls to live the rest of his days as a hermit after the woman he loved left him for another man, but he was never alone. Soon after making the island his home, Don Julian discovered the body of a little girl that had drowned in the canal after he had buried the corpse he found a doll floating in the canal that he had assumed belonged to the little girl he fished it out of the canal and hung it to one of the trees but this was not to the the end of it the horror was just beginning to unravel a tribute to ghost or an expression of regret don julian began to experience strange happenings after finding the little girl He would hear children's crying at night and whispers in the dark, reaching out to him. He became obsessed with finding more dolls, which he would hang from the trees to protect himself and appease the spirits. In his lifetime, oh look, we have the grunting of a dog. (laughs) It is estimated that he has collected over 1,500 dismembered dolls that are now hanging from the trees of the island's... Uh... Um, The Island of the Dolls, offering a blood-curling sight. Many people believe that Don Julio was so overcome with regret at not being able to save the little girl from drowning that he thought the dolls to be real children. As a result, he was fishing them out of the river, forever reenacting the drama he had lived, but with a different end. Even though this seems plausible, locals truly believe that the island is a place that belongs to the spirits. The fact that Don Julio himself died there by drowning in the same canal where he found the little girl raises questions even among the most skeptical. Whew, that was a mouthful. <laughs> and that was uh, from hauntedattractionsonline.com. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, an important note before I start on anything actual and anything that has been said before that I have not personally written, Um, the sources are everywhere. So some say that it was him who left his wife and children, others say his girlfriend left him. Um, there's also mentioned that there is no evidence proving that he found the body of a little girl. It's something that he claimed. Um, some people say he made it up. Some sources cite him as having found the body. But nothing I've found has been able to verify that. Um, so I'm just letting you know this ahead of time. Uh, so you know that it's very inconsistent. Um in this particular episode, the information that I could find. Um, anyway, um, it doesn't matter. The meat of the story is pretty much the same. So, yeah. So, the island is known as... I'm gonna butcher this. I'm sorry, people who speak Spanish. I speak moderate French. (laughs) Um... it's known as Isla de la Munecas I'm probably saying that wrong and my dog is sniffing I don't care if it's your six month's birthday don't sniff don't sniff don't sniff my lovely bug um (laughs) that's how I talk to my dog, I'm sorry (laughs) um which translates into roughly Island of the Dolls in Mexico, south of Mexico City, between the canals of, oh god, uh, Xochimo, Xochimico, uh, X-O-C-H-I-M-I-C-O. And despite the fact that it is actually a floating garden and not an island, nothing about this particular place uh, stands out as odd. It became known Due to Don Julian Santana Barrera, um, who became the caretaker of the island. Now, um, that is a concrete fact. He was the concrete. Er, he, he was the concrete. No. He was the caretaker of this floating garden for 50 years. But some say that his lover left him or that he. He was married with kids and left them to care for this island. Um, People say island just because it's easier, I guess. Um, um, Yeah, sorry, I just, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) um, so uh, he left to live on this island and live as a hermit. Basically, I think one source said that it was a newspaper type hut. And it still isn't known if he found a drowned girl or simply felt the spirit. His family disputes it altogether, in some versions, saying that he made up the drowning in his solitude. Um, it is also in reports from who the source didn't say, by source I mean website, Uh, I don't know like where they say that the report said that the drowning had come up as being um, made up, but it is out there apparently. Um, (laughs) Regardless, the legend goes that he found a doll floating. This is consistent throughout. And that he thought it was the little girl's doll. And then he hung it up. I don't know why he hung it to a tree. But okay. And then he was haunted as the ghost was apparently not appeased until he got her another doll. The 50 years of him finding and hanging dolls made this island an attraction. And the unnerving look of this island and its unsettling stories... And legends have made it even more so uh, to those seeking like either ghost experiences or just a really unique, odd, off the trail experience. So the hauntings started with the supposed story of the three girls. Again none of this is concrete and none of it is 100% known. I couldn't, like, this story was so hard to pin down anything really, like, factual. The other places that I've done so far, I've done, this will be 11. So the other 10, there's information that you can grab onto and you can, like, cross-reference. And yes, it's true. But here, it's just, like, all over the place. So anyway, (sighs) As I go off on a tangent, Um, the girls were apparently playing in the water of the island, which ended up with one of the girls drowning. There's no other information about this known other than the discrepancies where Don Julian Santana Barrera either found the girl's body and was overcome with grief and started the doll tradition... Or, when he took over as caretaker, the restless spirit caused him to give a doll as an offering, hoping to calm the spirit of the little girl who was not satisfied by one. Don Julian then only left the island to get more... This is another true fact. Don Julian only left the island in those 50 years to get more dolls. And in 2001 was found drowned at 80 in the same location the little girl was supposedly drowned. How many times can I say supposedly? Anyway. um, (laughs) That's all true that he was found drowned in 2001 where he had claimed the little girl had drowned. Anyway. um, What's concrete about this place is... That it is actually seriously creepy, like, I have looked at all the photos of, like, the other places, and you compare them to this place and they're nothing. Like, the dolls from years of just being in the Mexican sun from, like, 50 years when the first doll was placed, so they have, like, deteriorated with the weather and extreme sun exposure, and some of these dolls are also said to move. At night and speak. The dolls becoming vessels for spirits. Apparitions have also been seen on the island. This is just another quick thing, but again his cousin took up, it took over, or it was his nephew, or it was his son, it's all we don't know. Um, but the dolls are freaky, like, yep. Yeah freaky dolls look it up if you don't believe me like you're like oh but the sanitarium's creepy no this so as i said before it's um actually a floating garden and right now is home to hundreds of terrifying mutilated dolls um their severed limbs decapitated heads and blank eyes hung on trees fences, and nearly every available surface fun. The dolls appear menacing even in the bright light of midday, but in the dark they are particularly haunting. The story behind this haunted island lies in a tragedy that occurred in 1950. Don Julian was the only dweller and caretaker of the island. He found a little girl drowned, so again, this is kind of one of the versions, and it's it's like, it's not, like, how, okay. Anyway, it was, it was mysteriously, and he was not able to save her life. Shortly thereafter, he found the floating doll. He lifted the doll, hung it, and thought it would appease the tortured soul. And the guilt apparently made him uh, restless and he felt that the island was now haunted by the girl's spirit. Only one doll was not enough, so he thought that the girl needed company. Terrified by the spirit, he began to collect dolls which he would find in the canal from heaps of trash and then hung them on the trees to protect himself. Over half a century, he collected more than 1,500 of these horrible horrible things. All of the dolls are still there, untouched. They look like decaying corpses of children. Later Santana died of a heart attack. Here's another discrepancy. Some people will say heart attack. Others say that he drowned um, in 2001 and a small white cross near the water marks his grave. Some stories say that he was found drowned in the canal in the same manner as the dead girl. Yeah, so anyway, so we don't know, like, the story is a mystery, some even doubt the existence of the drowned girl, they say that Julian made the story up in his loneliness, they say that he got went mad, and thought that the dolls were tortured spirits of children who passed early, um, and people close to Julian's Uh, say that it felt as if he was driven by a certain force which had changed him completely. His cousin, again we don't know if it was his cousin, his nephew, or his son. We have three people we don't know. Anyway, Anastasio lives on the island running the tourist attraction. The spirit of the little girl is still here, he says. It's important not to remove the dolls. At night, he says, they come alive. They'll move their head and whisper to each other. It's very spooky, but I've gotten used to it. Walking through these mutilated dolls is a horrifying experience. Broken limbs, bodiless heads, and headless bodies are now covered with mold. Some have become a home for spiders and insects. Julian's innocent sentiment converted this floating garden into a graveyard of dolls, a place where... It was supposed to grow flowers and instead grew dolls. Um, That, most of it, because I did paraphrase some of it, because I was like, I've already gone through this, um, is from MysteriousFacts.com. As always, I will be saying, like, if I'm taking verbatim, the link, but they're always in the description. If you want to check it out, they all have photos because the place is creepy as fuck. Um, yes. Um, yeah. Um, here's another, like, here's a story that can't be verified. There's no other places that I've searched and found this particular version. Um... I don't know why Sunshine has decided that he would like to bother me today. He's usually very good and just cries in a corner. Um, sorry. (laughs) The particular version meaning, um, Don Julian's part in why he was there and his religious reasons? Because those just kind of appear... Out of nowhere in this story. Okay. So. Let's start. I guess. If you pay enough dinero to one of the many gondoliers ling- ling-ing, lingering along the canals of Cochimilco on the outskirts of Mexico City. They'll take you on an arduous four hour round trip to Don Julian's former stomping ground, La Isla. De la muñecas, I think I'm saying that. It feels like it should be a soft sea. Um, there you will be confronted by a forest of children's dolls, their flesh blistering and boiling beneath the sun. Here's the part that is, oh, where did it come from? I don't know. <laughs> In the 1950s, Don Julian was preaching the word, word of Lord Jesus Christ, at a time when Mexico mexicans was were, what weren't willing to hear it with it presumed that only anointed priests had the right to speak of jehovah in all his glory people took offense to julian julian's liberal talk of god to the extent that he was repeatedly beaten up for his sins was that a sin i don't think that was a sin oh whatever around this time he began his strange habit of combining dust Uh, dustbins for dolls which he lovingly collected to obviously ward off evil spirits. Leaving his wife and children behind, he moved to the uninhabited island that would become his home for the next 50 years until his strange death in 2001. The old story goes that, uh, yeah, we know the story. We know that the girl has never been proven to exist. Thank you. Don Julian was ignored for decades as he sailed along Xochimilco's canals, fish, fishing for discarded dolls to take back to his creepy island. Just a sec. Wasn't anything serious? Just my dog being creepy and like I turn around and he's sitting on the couch. So, uh, where was I? Probably not anything important. Oh, yeah, I was butchering a name. Um, I'm not going to say that name again. Canals, fishing for discarded galls, uh, galls, dolls to take back to his creepy island. The few who were aware of Don Julian's strange activity would periodically bring him fresh dolls, which he would t- trade for produce grown on the island. Which, fun fact, is actually what... Um, floating gardens were originally used for. They were used to grow, uh, produce and different eating things. Produce, basically. Anyway, <laughs> he basically turned old dolls into a kind of currency at the heart of a mad micro-economy of repressed religious lust, trading phallic turnips for degraded doll bodies. Um, okay. That's a little harsh, but you do you. Um, despite his macabre pursuit, Don Julian was known as a friendly and welcoming man who happily toured visitors around his island shrine to rotting child effigies. His favorite doll was called Manek, and in the later days of his life, he would sit with Monek in a small hut surrounded by a collage of the many newspaper clippings by local reporters that gradually brought the islands of the Dolls to Mexico's attention and made Don Julian a minor celebrity. Uh, And as we know, Don Julian died in 2001. This story claims that he died of drowning. Everyone gets it right that he died at 80. (laughs) Uh, And now, only his collection of plastic-born babies remains enduring the relentless heat. This story says that his son maintains the eerie island, inviting tourists that are willing to make the long trip and come visit the sprawling, degraded collection. And that story was from Vice.com. Now... Like, basically, this week is mostly stories and hearsay, because I I found what I could. I really did try. Um, And it really is an interesting island, or floating garden, but it's just, there's so many inconsistencies. Sorry. Anyway, so now we have a couple stories, though saying that is kind of, like, disregarding the fact that the last one was a story and I think the one before that was as well, um, anyway, so, ah, here we go, um, it says the name of the place again, but I can't say it, I'm sorry, I don't want to like butcher names of people, um, so, that place, Mexico, they're in the trees on the ground, bunched together on wooden fence posts and hanging from clotheslines like laundry left to dry. Their dead eyes stare at you from half-empty sockets. Their dirty hair hangs like cobwebs. Their skin is scabbed and peeling away, and their plump limbs are scattered everywhere. Arms and legs strewn about haphazardly, decapitated heads impaled on stakes. Wow, that's intense. Um, this is not a nightmare. It's La Ila de las Munecas. Munecas? No, Munecas. Sounds better. I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. I'm sorry. <laughs> a, r- a real place located in a southern borough of Mexico City, on a man-made island that for decades has been home to hundreds of dilapidated dolls. The island was once the property of Don Julian Santana, a local farmer. Legend has it that in 1950, again, this story goes with he found a little girl drowned in the canal and that he was terrified of the spirit. It The consistency of how many he collected is always 1,500 or more. So, at least they're consistent in that. Um, Anyway, 1,500 of these little horrors. The oldest is still there hanging in a shed by the entrance from afar. It looks like the decaying corpse of a child. This article says that he died of a heart attack in 2001. And that his cousin runs the island who says that the spirit of the little girl is still here. It's important not to remove the dolls, which seems to be a consistent theme throughout. At night, he says they come alive. They'll move their heads and whisper to each other. It's very spooky, but I've gotten used to it. Zochimilco is best known for its chin... Chinampas. Artificial islands created by the Aztecs to serve as floating gardens where food was grown for the ancient city of Tenochtitlan. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Tourists now flock to the islands using gondolas to traverse the waters, eating, drinking, and listening to mariachi music along the way. Um... A trip to the island of dolls takes about two hours by boat and leads you through the quiet green pastures where birds and farm animals graze. It's a far cry from the smog and frenzy of Mexico City, a sprawling capital that is home to roughly 9 million people. Ghost stories and tales of the supernatural are part of local lore here in Xochimilco. I'm so sorry. At Cumenco, one of the docks from where the gondolas embark, where there are numerous crosses and plaques dedicated to Lorna, the Weeping Woman, whom I talked about earlier in the podcast. Actually, locals say she killed her children to be with the man she loved, and when was dr- and when she was rejected, she drowned herself. The islands are covered in fog, many claim the weeping woman haunts the area, crying out for her children. The ghosts are very real, Anastasio says. Some are old, like Lorna, others are more recent, like my uncle's dolls. It's important to pay tribute to them. Uh, That tribute also makes a nice tourist attraction, albeit one that haunts your dreams. That was written by uh, Jan Albert Hootsen from vocative.com, and it has photos, so I would recommend going to see that. This story was written by Sophie Claire Holler. I'm going to say that's how you say that. Um... La Ida de las Munacas, or Islands of Dolls, is pure nightmare fuel and has that even without knowing its terrifying tale. The small island floats on the. How many times does this want me to say this? Xochimilco. I feel like I said it that time, but I know anyone who speaks Spanish would be cringing outside of Mexico City. For years, caretaker Don Julian lived on the island alone after having left his wife and child in the 1950s to live like a hermit. On this island, this one story says that he found the body of the young girl drowned there and believed that her tortured spirits was haunting it. Subsequently, he spent his life paying tribute to her in a disconcerting way, which is obviously the mutilated dolls across the island. Um, in this article, it also mentions that he found the drowned girl's doll and began, or became obsessed with hanging more and more dolls, believing that it was each one was possessed by the spirit of the dead girl most of the dolls he hung up had found he had found in the labyrinthine canals around him or in the trash he didn't fix them up or clean them so the rotting empty-eyed dolls were often covered in dirt making them even more of a surreal sight and if all of that wasn't creepy enough, his family claims that the ghostly girl was a figment of his imagination. Over the years, every tree became replete with the mangled remains of baby dolls, their mutilated limbs, and severed heads hanging from every branch, decomposing in the weather. The story takes an either, even darker, stranger-than-fiction turn, coming for s- full circle in an almost poetic way. 50 years after moving to the island, Don Julian was found dead floating in the canal in the very spot he claimed to have found the girl. Today, people believe the dolls come alive at night, moving limbs, opening their eyes, and whispering to each other. And, and then it goes on to say, intrigued, the island is now a popular tourist site. Yes, we know. Um, and that's from businessinsider.com. So, yeah, like, the island is an unknown for me. It has too many discrepancies and inconsistencies for me to truly claim that it is haunted or, uh, like, because a fear of or uncertainty of dolls is common with people so you're of course gonna think that they're watching you. It's like portraits. You think that the eyes are following you. Um, so you get that, the dolls who look like horror movie props, and then you also have weird stories. about how this island came to be, and it's not odd that people are going to claim that it's haunted. So honestly, unless I was able to see actual evidence and proper, like, documentation about, like, the timeline of what happened, I, um... Wouldn't claim it to be haunted, nor would I give it a place on a most haunted list, which it is on. It is definitely creepy, and I would love to visit it despite the dolls. <laughs> and if you can check out photos of this place, you will understand why people call it haunted. It's just, it doesn't have the evidence, and it doesn't have the like consistency that I would look for if I were to claim that it was haunted or that it it, like it's spooky yes but I would not say haunted anyway um okay so that's it for today I hope that you enjoyed it, and I hope that you have an amazing rest of your day. That squeaking is my dog, and I'm trying to keep him quiet, but it's not working, so I'm sorry for him during this episode. This is the closest I've come to, like, recording late. Like, I usually upload around 12, and it is 10.20 right now at night, um... So, he is still squeaking. Um, Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, (laughs) uh, I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day, amazing rest of your week. You guys rock. And I will hopefully be heard by you again next week. um, Which has a bonus episode planned, along with heading from the warmth of Mexico to the horrible cold of Canada. Anyway. If you have any comments, questions, and or concerns, or you just uh, you have suggestions for uh, places that I could do, you can contact me at mindlessdwH on Twitter or spooky scary fun time on Facebook. And yeah, you guys all rock, and I will hear. No, I will something. I will appreciate you next week. (laughs) Um, Stay spooky (laughs) and have a wonderful day.